Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm thankful that you're with us today. I am Michael Smith, your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm here to encourage you today to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In today's show, we're going to continue our conversation on honoring God as we talk about honoring God in our family. In the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by today's guest, Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Counseling Center. He'll be with us, and he'll speak into this idea of honoring God in your family. You know, I'm personally thankful to come from an incredible Christian family. I can think back to my great-grandparents. When I was a, a, a really elementary age child into my teenage years, I would visit my great-grandparents that lived near us. And one of the things that I remember about them, besides their candy dish with Tootsie Rolls and bits of honey, which was truly the highlight, I guess that also was highlighted next to the candy drawer where I found Snicker bars. They sort of set them there for us. But but one of the greatest memories I have of my great-grandparents when I visited them is every evening they would sit in a his and her set of recliners, and they would read the Bible together. They had prayed together for a short time, and I got to experience that with my great-grandparents. It really informs my deep heritage of faith, something that was so fabulous. So that's a a great generation of God-fearing believers. Well, the next generation, their son, my grandfather, married my grandmother, another generation of believers— I'm sorry that this is true, but when I was just about 11 months old, the first grandchild in my family, this grandfather passed away and went to be with Jesus. But this was a man of God who raised his family according to the scriptures. He served as a treasurer in the church, and my grandmother was part of my life just as my parents were. She she watched us all of the time. We, We didn't sleep in the same house, but it was just like we lived with her. So so I say I'm from a great Christian family, my great-grandparents, my grandparents, and then, of course, my parents. My mom was in the choir and would help lead worship. My dad, I would come home some nights, and he would be reading his Bible. But I wanted to get to, to this point as I think about applying biblical truth to everyday life. In 2017, my dad passed away, went to be with the Lord And I stayed the night at my mom's house as we were kind of navigating all of that. And I got up the next morning. Uh, I didn't know my mom was was awake. I think she was still in her bedroom. And I walked out to what was my dad's chair. I grabbed a cup of coffee and sat there. And I cleared my throat. Must have sounded like my dad because that's what invited my mom to come out out of her room. But I started thumbing through his Bible that was sitting by that chair And I could see where the day before he passed away, before he went to the hospital, where he was reading his Bible. 
I got to see things that were important to him. And I think about honoring God with our families, and there was so much that not only my parents, but my grandparents and my great-grandparents did to invest into the spiritual well-being of my life. And not, not only do I have the opportunity to live for Christ, but I have a great opportunity and responsibility to share this with my children. As a child, I remember sitting with my parents and we would read devotions together. My my parents let me, quote-unquote, read the Bible before I was able, allowed to read the Bible, or, or uh, before I knew, I guess, how to read. And I would sort of make up stories a little bit and try to tell Bible stories in my own language and my own thoughts. And they, they let me do that. They let me interact with the scripture. And, and one of my favorite things about my parents, I just want to share this. So mom, if you're listening, you probably are. I want to say thank you. But I can remember growing up in church and we were at the type of church that uh, we met also on Sunday nights. And, and at the end of every service, there's a time for you to walk to the front. Uh, we knelt at an altar and we would pray. And I can remember even as a child, there were families that were there, but wouldn't go to the altar because, you know, the kids were being kids and making noise. But even if it was just for minutes, my parents took us to the altar, my sister and I, every time. And we got to experience, even if we were watching them, we got to experience this opportunity at, at an altar. It, it, it informs my thinking that we don't just try to strive to do what is right. But there has to be this, this reason behind it. it. And our love for God, our... Our desire to please him is is the motivation. So even today, when I think about how do I honor God with my my family and my family, when I bring correction to my children, it's not do, don't, stop, start, although we feel that, but providing what I call a moral reason for the behavior change becomes such an important uh, part of parenting. So there's several things that I've learned over the years. And as I get into the rest of this front end of the show, I want to share with you some of my learning, biblical concepts, but kind of storytelling today. And then the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by guest Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Counseling Centers. And he's going to help us look a little deeper in how we can honor God in our families. But one of the things that I want to say we can do is to give our kids time. One of my favorite things that, that that fills my heart with joy comes from my youngest child. She'll come to me multiple times a week and she'll say, Dad, will you play with me? And you know how easy it is to say not now or I'm too busy. But boy, that's my sixth child. And that request does not come for very long. So it's a thrill to give my daughter time. And when I hear people say it's not the amount of time, it's quality time. I want to say this learning in my life. You cannot have quality time without including quantity time. It's a piece of the puzzle. So something you can do is give time to your family, to your children. Another thought is to have some sort of devotional activity with your family. I know for us, I kind of wish we did family devotions every night. I'm a pastor, I'm a coach, I'm a disciple, or I have some education. And I don't do devotions every night, every week even with my family. It's, some, it's an opportunity for me to develop. But we're very good around different holiday seasons. And for the entire time of my marriage and having children, we do around the different holidays these devotions. And it's become a part of who we are as a family, as, as an identity. And it helps us 
with with a, a scripture about honoring God with our parent with our, our families found in Ephesians. Let, let me share it with you. Ephesians chapter six. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So if you want to hear some some biblical truth to apply in everyday life, here's what we're doing with our kids. We're, we're first of all, helping them to obey. There's Learning to obey our parents is groundwork for learning to obey our God. But it's not enough to just obey them. We're also, parents, commanded to help our children honor their parents. It's not just the behavior of obedience. It's it's a spirit of honor. So why do we do what God wants us to do? Because it's a way that we honor him. It says fathers don't provoke your children. So we we discipline them, but but I, here's the idea, just like we talked about in a previous show, husbands loving your wives and wives your husbands, there's a part to play. This is not just for kids to obey. This is really a call to parents to teach children how to honor God in their relationships. So I want to give us just six quick tips before we end the first half of the show. And then the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by Scott Hendrickson of Heritage uh, Counseling Centers. But here's some some tips I want to leave with you. Number one, always use kind words in your family. Words are powerful. So give and deliver kind words and you reap what you sow. So number two, read the Bible together. Find an opportunity, even if it's once a month, find a way with your family to read the Bible together. Number three, pray together. Uh, Maybe you'll do that at a mealtime. Maybe you'll do that at bedtime, whatever that looks like. Find a way to pray together. Number four, serve together. You might tell stories about how you serve individually or find a way for your families to serve together. But if you want to honor God in your family, serve together. Number five, this is practical, is enjoy a mealtime together. I would say uh, it's it's uh, an exception that we do not have a family dinner seven times a week in my house. And I have six children and and my wife, and we commit to that mealtime together. So that's a tip I'll give you is mealtime together. And then lastly, have some family nights or activities or traditions that you can develop uh, with a family. Hey, before we're joined by Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Counseling Centers, I want to remind you that if you're hearing this and you find some hope or interest in being coached, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and fill out the free coaching readiness questionnaire, and you can discover your readiness to receive professional coaching. Hey, I'm Michael Smith, your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life. Right after the break, we're going to be joined by Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Counseling Center. It's going to be a fabulous conversation. Stay tuned in. Keep the podcast rolling. Keep the radio on as we look forward to hearing more about how to honor God in your family. Listen in as we look forward to hearing from Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Christian Counseling Centers. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
and we're back. Thank you for staying tuned. I am Michael Smith, your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today, we are talking about honoring God in your family, and we're joined by a friend of mine, Scott Hendrickson of Heritage Counseling Center. Scott, I'm so glad you're on the show with us. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, Mike. I am glad to be here. Thank you for getting our name right, Heritage Counseling Center. <laughs> but yes, no, it's a privilege. I'm excited. This is uh, this is fun. So as a point of introduction, why don't you just uh, give us a quick introduction to your counseling center? Tell us where you are and a little bit about, about that. Sure. Heritage Counseling Center. We're located in Plainfield, and now our new location is in Elgin on the beautiful campus of Judson University. We have been around since 2000. Um, Y2K was Heritage Counseling Center, and we exist to help people. Um, the Apostle Paul talks about uh, Timothy being sent to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials because you know we're destined for them. And so that's why we exist, to help first and foremost. I mean, we help everybody, but we're here first and foremost to really help the church. That's really great. Thanks for for doing that. And and I know you well enough to know when you say that, our listeners will say, that makes sense to me. I, I as as the church, whether I am in part of an organization or just a member of the body of Christ, Heritage Counseling Center is is serving the church. I today we're talking about honoring God in our family, and I'd love to hear just you respond to what does it mean from a Christian counseling perspective? What does it mean to honor God in our families? I think I think when I think of it, uh, um. I and mean, that sounded good. Um, I I believe that it comes from the heart. We as counselors, we we try to deal with the whole person, but really the core of a person uh, stems from the heart. How they how they both uh, believe and how they feel and and all of that. And and so a family really attends to the heart. Mom and dad attends to their kids' hearts. They're aware of what's happening to their own heart and how how the two play together. If that makes sense. So you probably have some unique opportunities to talk to individuals, to talk to spouses, to talk to children and relationships. So what are you seeing in this light of honoring God uh, with your family? What are you seeing through these kinds of relationships? So what I'm seeing is that we are living in an age where where people are focused on behavior. And behavior is important. It's it's not unimportant. Behavior is important. But we focus so much on behavior and we react to people's behavior and parents get caught up in their kids' behavior. And while they're doing that, they they let go of being aware of what's happening to the child. Um, they don't they stop thinking about the fact that they're behaving because something is going on inside their hearts. They're feeling something. They're anxious. They're afraid, they're hurt, uh, they're feeling uh, shame or insecure or something. And so when we talk about focusing on the heart, I think that's what what word is. It's like being aware of the fact that your kids are trying to protect themselves and they do it from a kid's perspective, which, you know, looks sometimes it it comes out in bad behavior. Hmm. 
I wrote this down when you said that we deal with the behavior, but the heart is kind of like dealing with the because. <laughs> yeah. So they're acting because of a reason. So how how can we're talking about? I guess uh, parents and, and children. How how could a mom or a dad move from the emotion of misbehavior and zero in on the heart of their child? Well, you know, I loved your six points there. And the first one being kind, that is a good one. Um, If parents would think in terms of, first of all, I think you have to be aware yourself, how you are reactive to your kids. You know what makes you angry. You know what makes you frustrated. You know what makes you hurt. You know what drives you sometimes is you want your kids to behave so that you feel good. And if you could maybe let go of that a little bit so that you can focus on what's happening with your kids um, how they are reacting to you. And so I would say if I could encourage all parents first and foremost to become more aware of your own feelings, your frustrations, what drives you, what pushes your buttons, and then understand that how your kids are reacting to you is really a product of what's going on in them, hmm. their fears, their hurts, their you know, their own um uh, desires, which aren't all that pure sometimes. Um, Selfishness certainly is something we all struggle with. But parents, if they react from an emotional consequence, so to speak, um, it it will develop kids' um, uh, defenses towards them Mm. and towards others. And so this is, if you can uh, uh, attend to um, how they're feeling, how they're reacting, and what's going on with you uh, from a kind way in a way that is direct and and firm but also is uh, understanding i think that that's a good starting place so you're listening to your discipleship coach and i'm with guest scott hendrickson director of heritage counseling centers and he really introduced i think kind of a zinger and i'm going to come here for a second and we talked about how to honor god with our families we talked about parenting and and one of the things you said is as a parent rather than just looking at correcting the child or even developing them, there's a self-awareness piece as a parent that that's important. So as a counselor, can you help us understand as we're listening today, what are some ways that we can be more self-aware of our own uh, tipping points and stress, you know, stresses, things of that nature? Well, let me just, first of all, point out the fact that the verse that you you brought up, Ephesians 6, uh, don't provoke your children to anger, tells me that Scripture is focused on the feelings of our children. Okay, Scripture understands that the feelings is what is going to lead to exasperation. It's going to lead to hurt and to harm and to distance. And so if you want your children to feel like they can be connected to you, you have to understand how you are reacting to them. So it, think about indicators, all right? My my dad, he used to fix cars. And when the red light would come on in these old cars back in the 70s, shows mm-hmm. you how old I am, <laughs> but it goes back in the 70s and the red, the red light would come on, it would be, well, he would say, when the red light comes on, it's probably too late. But now we have the advantage of that, you know, the engine mm. needs uh, attention. Um, we have that indicator. Well, with parents, we have to understand that our indicators are our feelings. So frustration. What is frustration for you? Do you recognize that you're frustrated and do you understand how you're reacting to your child 
um, when you're frustrated. I think when you are feeling frustrated, that's when you it's important for you to pay attention, be careful how you're going to re- respond to your kids, respond thoughtfully and not reactively. Does that make sense? Mm. That's really good because I I think that our our children sort of mirror our own responses as parents. Yeah. Even when we don't realize that. That's right. You know, our, our, it's amazing how we were created. We were even created with what they call these mirror neurons in our face and our kids read our face and we can uh, promote calm and peace in their hearts when we can attend to their fears and their hurts with compassion and at the same time with uh, a sense of a calm um, or we can promote in them fear when we kind of let our own fear and it happens to all of us so this is not about you know, feeling guilty. We we just have to attend to the fact that we do react. And if we can be, learn to become thoughtful to our own reactions, we can help our, our children become uh, more aware and um, respond to their own reactions. So this is powerful. As we talk about honoring God in your family, I don't know how every listener would script a show like this, and maybe we would come up with all the things we're going to do. But but let me let me just reiterate to our listeners that the way to honor God is to really be self-aware of where we are as as spiritual beings. Yes. Understanding our responsibility to reproduce that in, in the next generation of our own flesh and blood. So, wow, this this personal responsibility, let we as we kind of wrap up here at the end, why don't you give us what what do you would you say uh is the biggest roadblock to someone really digging into personal self-awareness? The biggest roadblock. There's probably a lot of them, but I do think that we all have insecurities. We want mm-hmm. to we want to be uh we want to measure up. And if we don't measure up, we are trying to do things to uh measure up, to uh compensate in some ways. And so let's just be aware of that. Be aware that you don't necessarily um, have to focus on your behavior so much as what's happening to you. Well, thank you for being with us, Scott. It's our privilege to have you with us from Heritage Counseling Center, helping us understand what it means to honor God in our families. You've been listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I just want to ask this question. Have you ever thought about receiving coaching? I offer a free coaching readiness assessment at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. All you need to do is go and visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, click the coaching readiness questionnaire, fill out the questions, and we will be back with you. We want to help you apply biblical truth to everyday life. Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. 
To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.